Welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is the podcast that features music and artists coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Thank you so much for joining us. We're back at Bigfoot Studios. Uh, second episode here. Travis Guyman is my producer, doing some great work for that Honeymoon episode we just dropped uh, a little while back. So go check that out on your feeds wherever you get your podcasts. Cheap plugs at the end of the episode, of course. Very excited for this artist. Out of uh, the, well, more of, uh, I want to say the northeast area of Ohio. We broadcast out of the northwest version of Ohio. Well, version. It's not like there's multiple Ohios. There's one Ohio, at least. We got into, like, multiple Earths on another another episode. Anyway, uh, my guest at this time, her name is Vari Hannah. How are you? I'm well. Good. How are you? Good. Very, very excited. It's a little, little rainy day, a soggy day I in like Ohio. Rain. You like rain? I like the rain. This is my weather. This is your weather? This that, is my weather. That's a lot of people that, that this is their weather. I get, I just get super tired. That's just so me. do I, but I deal with it. It's a, it's a comfy, it's it a is. comfy tired, you know? I just want to up with the cats. Mm-hmm. How many cats do you have? Two. Two? Two. What's their names? I did not name them. My brother named them, oh. so you cannot laugh at me for this. Okay. Um, the big black cat is named Stanky Leg. We call him Stank. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the little girl, my girl, uh, her name is Selkies. Okay. Between the buried and me, Selkies, the endless obsession. It's a band. My brother, <laughs> Nate, he he gets all technical with all that stuff. So that's awesome. I I have uh, three cats. My wife and I, uh, we have Falcor, Merlin, yeah. and Rufio. And Rufio's our youngest Rufio, one. Rufio. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. So people are like, what's Rufio from? It's, from? it's from Hook. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows Hook. If Thank you don't you. know Hook, then you got to leave. <laughs> you got to leave. Go. Turn off the episode. Get lost. Go watch it. <laughs> Robin Williams is a national treasure. Oh, yes. Get, go go see it. Yeah, he's this he's this white ball of fur. Like I was just saying to my wife the other day, I'm like, I remember when we got him when he was just like a couple weeks old and he hit and he fit in my hand. And now this asshole is like huge. <laughs> yes. He's the biggest of the three cats. But we're also currently house sitting a dog. So like the other two cats don't like the dog and, and Ooh, Rufio. And Rufio's like just interested in the dog constantly. Like wherever I'm going and the dog is going, he's following. He's following. He's checking yeah. it out. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what this dog is. And he keeps just like messing with him, but not like in a hurtful way, like kind of a weird, playful way. Checking life. him out. Mm-hmm. Got to check him out. Well, you came uh, you you came as a recommendation from our friend Sean Daly at the Mohawk Studio. Um, and I, hi- I I have that man in very high regards. I hold that man in very high regards. Oh, yes. So when he recommends an artist to me, I take that, that, that recommendation as gospel. And he spoke very highly of you and your music and everything. But let's start off with you. Who is Varee? Where you're from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
I am from a little town called Willard, Ohio. Willard. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. got uh, we've got MTD, Pepperidge Farm, mm. all that good stuff. Lots of factories. Um, not much to do out that way. So I guess uh, I guess music is really the only thing that I that I do over that way. Willard is like in between like Sandusky, Cleveland. It's like a smaller town within yep. small towns. And you know where Mansfield is? Yes, excellent. right in between Sandusky and Mansfield. Okay. So about forty minutes either way. My father, uh, my father held, had a restaurant in Mansfield uh, when I was younger. Um, I originally am from Akron, Ohio, which is from oh, here okay. is about two and a half hours southwest. Oh, excuse me, southeast uh, from here. I always have to figure out because I'm, I live in Northwest <laughs> and I, it's like a diagonal. Um, but like I, we we lived in, Ak- we, they still live in Akron. Uh, most of my family's out of Cleveland, so like that whole area. There was a little restaurant he owned called Christopher's on the Hill. It was named after me. And uh, yes, and then he ended up selling it when you know, when a couple of us were getting older because I'm the oldest of four. So, and you said you said you have a brother, yeah, and two sisters, and two sisters. Are you the I am the baby, you're the baby, I'm the favorite, and I'm the baby. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean. I mean, come I on. I have to admit. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm the test child, so I was the oldest of four, so. Test them out. See see, see the the rules and the bound, boundaries mm-hmm. they have to give you, and mm-hmm. then they can let up on the other kids. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV when I was younger. Oh, but, no. like, at that time, to- at the age where I wasn't still allowed to watch MTV, my little brothers, who are six years younger than me, and twins, they were allowed to watch BET. So I just walk in a room, and there's just, like, some booty shaking in the middle of the television on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and I'm like... What the fuck is this? Like, mom what, this didn't is... even let me watch yeah. the show. I oh had to my sneak gosh. down. I had to sneak down to watch music videos at night. I remember clearly one of the first music videos I watched on MTV while sneaking down as as a younger child was 311's "Come Original." I remember that music video full like just like i don't like know it was why yesterday. It, it, like it just stuck in my head and then like they were also playing like beavis and butthead and things like that like i wasn't allowed to do a lot of shit until i was slightly older it was weird they kept the reins on you oh hard well because it's the first child yeah got and, to and then with you they just they what they they just kind of ran wild well my, my mom was a little you know she kind of let my brother do a little bit more but that was because i was a girl mm. so sexist no but i'm kidding but no, you know what? i still snuck out and did what i needed i did what i did no. good <laughs> sorry mom no. no it's all right you kind of have a somewhat of a southern twang is that is that just <laughs> is is that because you just that you get that all the time all the time when i worked at this restaurant um in sandusky ohio they right. uh people all the time i'm not kidding like maybe once every night so where are you from here I'm I'm from Willard. I'm 40 minutes away. Like I'm 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 40 minutes south, not four hours south. Right. And it's so funny because my dad lives in Kentucky, and okay. hearing how people in Kentucky talk, and then how I do, I'm like, I don't sound any. Do I sound like that? But I don't think I do. But people still people tell me that all the time. I got a little twang. That that's uh that's I, I have uh, we have another musician that I've interviewed before, and uh and hopefully I'll put him on this podcast, but we did in the ver- radio version of the show. And like he's like, yeah, the people up here think I sound south, yes. and then the people in the south sound like I sound north. Yes, I think it's just it's a Willard accent. A lot of people from Willard like um I'll hear it when my friend talks, when my mom, my brother, people will speak and I'm like that's the Willard accent. That's the accent. That's what people are talking about when they when they say that to us. Nice. So, so you you got into music, uh, and because you said there's nothing to do in your town outside of factories and Petra Farm, and they remember a lot of things. 
No, nothing on that joke. Sorry. <laughs> no. That failed miserably. It's okay. It's okay. Everything. It's okay. Woo. <laughs> all right. It's all right. No, re- recently I, uh, I, uh, I was, uh, and Travis can uh, attest to this. I was, I was um, doing an introduction for a band and I said the wrong town while doing the introduction for the band. So I saw you say something yeah, about that. Yeah, hey, it I, happens. I, I, I did that. I put that on Twitter. I'm like, Arr. well, okay. So here, here's the thing. So if if anybody from that from that, so we did uh, Oliver Hazard Day. We were talking about this. Which it was one of the bands uh, that we've had on the podcast before, and uh, I they were they were holding a craft brew tasting and like they called it Oliver Hazard Day in celebration. Uh, for the kickoff of their first tour, like major tour across the states, and um, they were raising funds for the White House Library, but the pl- but everything took place in downtown Waterville. Ooh. Okay, all right. So I you see, follow. So you I see, see what I'm I did. Following. So oh, yeah. I accidentally said that it was, and and the last couple of times I was on stage, I said the town correctly, no problems. But when it was time for them and the biggest crowd. And everybody has a couple of boozes of in them. I say, I say, beautiful downtown White House. And I didn't realize what I said because people were chanting Waterville, <laughs> Waterville, and I'm just like, <laughs> and, I, and I didn't like, know what, what I, I said. And then like the the other guy who came up on stage to talk about something else, like gave me shit about it. And I'm just like, oh my god. Mistakes my wife go, happen. My wife goes, yeah, you said the wrong town. I go, what? Steve Harvey said the wrong Amer- yeah. Miss America. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, yeah, but then he became a meme giant. So He's so, awesome. No, he I think that guy that guy doesn't get enough uh, enough credit. Anyway, so growing up in town, nothing to do. You did music. Why? Um, I just remember growing up having a Spice Girls microphone. And and listening to a lot of Third Eye Blind and Goo Goo nice. Dolls and Matchbox Twenty in my mom's car, Fleetwood Mac, all that. And then I don't even. I just remember in sixth grade is when I think I realized like I could sing because I had to sing Happy Birthday for seventh grade choir. And the reaction of the the choir teacher, her reaction just kind of like I was like, okay, maybe maybe I can sing a little bit. In seventh grade, I, uh, well, sixth grade still, I started piano lessons when I was 10. All right. I uh, took piano lessons for about seven years, classical piano. And then uh, seventh grade is is when I got into uh, choir and I did um, like an OMEA, um, something along those lines. They like pick out uh, an alto, a, a, a guy, and then uh, like a soprano. They send them off and then you do you join like this big choir of kids from other other towns and I, I started doing stuff yeah. like that yeah um and then I got like my first solo in eighth grade and that's when my mom like figured out I could sing like she recorded it and afterwards she was like oh my god like she had no clue and then after that like once I got into high school I really started writing songs and that's kind of what I what I've been doing ever since a lot of 90s references oh yeah which is always good I saw Matchbox oh, yeah. 20 a few months back and they were great they were phenomenal Rob here. Rob Thomas too. can sing. Rob Thomas is a dreamboat. Oh my gosh! He, <laughs> he is, I'm not gonna lie. He is. And Google Dolls. That's the second time, like in a few days, I saw somebody talk about Google Dolls, and I feel like they were very underrated. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, Black Balloon and all those songs. I mean, Iris, yes, but there were so many other songs that. That I feel like just weren't Iris. Iris was radio played. Oh yeah. Heavily. Oh and yeah. Being from the radio industry, I can tell you when the certain songs just like will just overpower a band, and it's unfortunate. And they did. Yep. 
even even with Third Eye Bun, I think Semi Charm Life and a few of their mm-hmm. other songs really masked over their like juicy treasure chesty songs. I'm doing a di- I'm doing a deep dive right now in Smashing Pumpkins because I never really got super hip into Smashing Pumpkins. Me either. Like I said before, I didn't get to listen to like a lot of choice in my music until I was older in life. Right. So like I never I. I wasn't allowed to, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV and things like that until I was older. And then I was just kind of like, I was, I missed the the boat on a lot of artists. So like I didn't get into the grunge era. I didn't get into a lot of that stuff. I got to buy my own rock record. That wasn't anything Christian related, nothing against that genre of music or whatever. But like my mother was really into the church and tried to put that into me and, when I was old enough to start making some of my own decisions and everything and cho- choices of music and develop those tastes, I, de- I developed tastes later in life. So I, I missed a boat on a lot of that stuff. So I'm doing a deep dive in Smashing Pumpkins to see Heck yeah. like what's going on. And I'm at um, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. And like on Spotify, they have like the super extra deluxe version. It's like 95 tracks. I feel like I should just get Spotify. You should. Everybody talks You're about on it. Spotify. I know. I have Apple Cheap Music. Plug. Yeah. She plugs at the end. I need, I need Spotify. <laughs> it's it's the it's the it's for everybody who talks about how bad it treats their artists. It's probably I use it as the biggest tool to find artists. Right. Because then, like, if I find an artist on Spotify, then I can see like when they're coming, and then I can later on buy the album, buy the merch, things like that. It's it's a helpful tool to figure out and how to how to first get in touch. With, with that artist. With that artist. Heck yeah. So that's how I how, how I do it. And it's probably the easiest $10 you'll spend uh, a month. So I believe it. And they make you, everybody talks about how they make you like playlists mm-hmm. and all the fancy stuff. And yeah. Apple Music doesn't do that. So maybe I just need to switch over. I think you switch over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what the big deal is for Apple Music. I mean, I have an iPhone, but I don't do Apple Music. I do I do the Spotify. The only thing I think I like, I like about Apple Music, they have a lot of exclusive shows. That that they hold on there with their their um, connection with Beats, um, so that's why I think that's why because like there's a, there's a lot of like exclusive shows like I know like Corey Taylor has a has a show called a series of be- uh, series of beeps um, that he does interviews. I know I think Dr. Dre has some stuff on there things like that. So okay, there's some exclusive shows on that. But, you know, with Spotify now doing, like, podcasts and, like, this, you can find this. Once again, cheap plugs at the end. Um, and it's the best way to discover music. But then, like, whatever you listen to, then Spotify starts curating playlists of the different genres. Up to right. six of them. That's probably what I need so I can find some new music. Yeah. That's that's what I, I would recommend. So, you develop music at such a young age uh, and you started writing. You have an EP out, released yes. it back in 2017, called Exposed. Yes. Which is a very apt name for it, as I was listening to it and preparing for this interview today. Um, a lot of a lot of soul-bearing. Yes. A lot of exposing of oneself in, in the emotional sense. Tell us a little bit about where you recorded that EP, what, you know, the ideas behind it. Let's, let's break into, into that area. All right. Well, what happened was uh, I was kind of in a rut for a while. I wasn't I wasn't really writing music that I enjoyed. Um, Most times I write everything on my keyboard. So I kind of felt like I wasn't finding a good sound, good melodies. I just I couldn't get anything together. I uh, became really good friends. Uh, The shirt that I'm wearing is I'm Dope Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the guy that 
that runs it. He's he's like my dude. Like he's he's my guy. <laughs> and um, him and I are kind of in this thing together. And what's uh, his name? His name is George Salazar, and he goes by Slaz. And he Slaz. is okay. all, he's also a musician. He's a rapper, but I like to say he's a singer as well because he can sing. And we just like kind of this is something like he discovered like within the last year. Or so now he's kind of working on a singing voice, but he's absolutely wonderful. You two did um, a song together. Yes, we mm-hmm. did uh, one with uh, this guy named uh, Gavin Hunter. He goes by Loco, and we're all from Willard. We did a song called Nosebleeds, um, us three together. And then uh, me and Slash just put out a song called Balance. Mm-hmm. Um, that song was really cool because he had it all written in like one day. And then I came down, and I was like, let me be on this song. And then it, all those lyrics just came out, and then the song was done that night. And we were like, yes, this is a song. But uh, I got together with them, and... They kind of mentioned maybe like writing over beats, like going on YouTube, finding some beats to write over. So I was like, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll see what happens. Very rap mentality. Yes. Yes. So I was like, I'll switch it up. Maybe this is what I need. Something different. So I came across a couple beats and I just started writing like crazy. And then that's how All My Fault got written. Um, I had this, this kid send me the beat and... Uh, what I did was I sent, do you know who Jordan Roman is? He's from Akron. He's a producer out of Akron, but he lives in LA now. I've heard that name. He, he's done all my music so far. Okay. Um, from, uh, 2000, like 16, 17 on until now. And, um, so the kid that sent me that beat for all my fault, I wrote to it, sent it to Jordan. He completely like stripped the beat and just kept like the dude's, uh, one of his drums in there, just like the snare, mm-hmm. and then completely stripped it, redid the whole beat, and all my fault got got developed, and that that's where that was. And then Ohio, that one was like I was sitting on my couch. I was living in Huron at the time, just sitting on my couch at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and two hours later, that song was written. I wasn't even in like Centerton where I'm talking about, like where I'm from. So where like, where you shot that music video? Yeah, for I wasn't it. Yes. even I wasn't even writing it there. I was in Huron writing it. And it just came out. And then all the other ones after that, they were all just uh, the, the last one on the uh, on the EP. Um, I can't even remember. Anybody out there, whatever it's called. <laughs> it's my least favorite one on there. But uh, Juriv, this guy um, that I met f- through YouTube, that's his beat. And then Feel Like Me and Punching Bag. I wrote those ones on my keyboard. And then I sent them to my producer. And he had ads and all the, the juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. Yeah. It's called Anybody Out There. Yep. That last song. Yep. Maybe you should know about what your actual songs are called. Listen, I don't want... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. It's, it's awful because I listen back to those songs and I'm like... And then I perform them and I I feel like I've lost such a connection with them because I like don't feel that way anymore. So like it's hard for me to like... That's like old furry. That's old furry. And that's really not the style that I'm going for. It just kind of happened. It's a very Lana Del Rey, Lord-esque feel yeah. to it. It's yeah. good. It's very good. It's It sounds good. Why why break away from that? What What are you trying to do now? Well, initially when I, um, I back in 2016, I wrote, I wrote a full album and I ended up not doing anything with it. But um, when I was going to record it, I really wanted to have a live band. I want drums. I want guitar. I want real instruments in my music. And, uh. I just didn't have that available at the time with my job that I that I had and trying to do everything with the music and being from Willard and not really knowing anybody around to play these instruments for me. I was like, well, 
maybe I should just find a producer. Well, then um, uh, George says he blogs for I'm from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, and he was playing this artist called uh, Love Abstract. And he's also out of Akron. He is amazing. Um, and I was like, who is this guy? I need to know who this guy is. And, and he told me, and I got a hold of the dude, and I said, look, I said, your music is wonderful, and I really need to know who your producer is. And he told me it was Jordan Roman, so I was like, I'm going to get a hold of Jordan Roman. So I got a hold of Jordan, and um, we've been working together ever since. And it's kind of weird the way it happens because it's not like we're together and I get to really put an input. He's so busy over there, so what I do is I just I write my stuff, record it, send it to him. He does his thing and sends it back, and... That's where I'm at. But now I'm I'm really I'm really ready. I've got a really good friend in Cleveland, Greg Houston, um, that I'm, I'm I've been working with, and he plays guitar. And we're trying to set we're trying to set a band up because I'm I'm ready for the live instruments.
kind of from that pop, pop culture yes. vibe to more of a yes. what? You know what? I don't really know. I guess I'm going to find out when when things start happening with okay. with uh with like having a guitar and some drums and I just kind of like to manifest something. It's with a little bit more I guess rockish and I guess late '90s sound. I, I was gonna say, like yeah. with with the influences of Matchbox Twenty, Goo Goo Dolls, and Fleetwood Mac, you're going kind of moving towards that more of a rock sound, like oh, mo- yeah. more of a light rock sound. Yes, yes, yes. Alternative. Alternative is probably a little the best. indie. Yeah, something something different. Which I is s- something very prevalent in this in this part of the country. Oh yeah, but I'd still like to keep some pop elements in there. Because I've got a, a really good friend, Vince Jackson, who is, oh my gosh. He, and he actually lives up here in Toledo, I think, right now. But he's just a genius. So if I could uh, get together with him and do and do some stuff, I'd like to kind of implement some of the, some pop sounds. I like Third Eye Blind because they're treasure chesty. There's so many things in there that like you hear. And I want my music to have those like, did you hear that little part right there? Or did you hear that little sound right there? So you kind of you kind of want people to like be juicy and dissect. Dissect, yes, yes. yes. That's what we try to try to do for this podcast is to dissect. Is to is crack open the skull of musicians, not literally, obviously, (laughs) or I'd be in jail for murder. Um, uh, Yeah, bye. Good good to see you. (laughs) Anyway, um, but to to see how musicians tick. Um, while we were, you know, loading in this beautiful piano you have in in studio here, oh, baby. um, yeah, you you were saying, you know, as a musician, you you understand, and I'm like, I I don't I don't consider myself a musician, a musician adjacent, because I I know enough, right? But I'm still in that world. I'm still I'm still deep in the world. I, I uh, a buddy of mine, uh, uh, shout out to Jamie Baumgartner. He's like he's like Peapod is the most rock and roll guy without being rock and roll. Without playing any kind of music, I love it. Which is, which is, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't have a very high opinion of myself, which I should change on that. Yeah. But, um, uh, but at the same time, I'm just like, huh, he might be onto something there, like, because I, you know, I, I, I get invited to stuff. I, you know, I, I'm honored. You know. I, I, I'm honored that I, I put on a platform. I'm very proud that I put on a platform for guys like. Travis and guys like, you know, Pat and Steve oh, or this, for the studios that we work with all these artists that we brought on to give them a stage, not from because of the town we're in, but also the area of the country we're in. And it's much appreciated, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we try. We, we 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 as a listener, we on the other side of the fence here down in the stands appreciate um, at least I, I speak just for my, myself, but. As as a as a voice for this side of the music industry, we appreciate what all of you go into. But I think not a lot of people understand the the mental space, the mental health oh, yeah. of the musicians on the other side. It's unfortunate at this time the recording. You know, we're we're few days out of Mac Miller's death. Oh yeah, um, from drug abuse or whatever. Chester Bennington, so you know, with suicide. You know, Chris Cornell from suicide. Oh, yep, yep. You know, it, 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 a lot of these, um, a lot of these artists, people don't realize what What's is going, going into. on. Mm-hmm. 
I think the what what song that um that really I don't want to knock over the slam, but one the <laughs> one song that really kind of struck a nerve with me um was um punching bag. Yeah. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that one. Um, you know, um, I'm gonna be honest about it. It really, cause I know, uh, it could sound like it's uh almost a relationship song, but it was honestly about just kind of every thing that was going on in my life at the time. I felt like like the job that I had, I was I was the whipping boy. I was like the lowest of the totem pole, even when I was working the hardest and. I feel like I'm such a sensitive person Mm -hmm. and I let a lot, I'm like a sponge. So I let a lot of negativity and like a lot of things really affect me, even if I don't want them to. And sometimes I don't even notice. And while I was writing that, I was kind of noticing like, shit, I feel like a punching bag. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm never going to talk back to people. I'm never going to stand up for myself. So I just kind of let people just knock me out a little, knock me around a little bit. And it was, uh. It was a pretty intense song to write. It so. struck a, it struck a chord. It's very, very relatable at the same time because I think we all oh, have yeah. those moments. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that's something that that I really like to put into my music because I like to be honest. I'm really gonna, I really want to talk about something because a lot of people feel that way. Like you are not alone, feeling like a punching bag. So mm-hmm. I guess it's it's putting myself out there so people can be like, well. I am one too, so I guess I'm not alone. Right. But it's about getting out of that. It's about getting out of that mindset. Like, people aren't out for me. People, I'm not a punching bag. Like, it's just the way I, I viewed it. You just got to change your view. That's it. I like that. But at that point in time, I was I was not in a good place. Very unhappy. No, so. I, I can feel that. I've, I'm I'm starting to get out of uh, some, some rough waters myself. So it, it it's it's very refreshing to listen to something to um to relate to it's like that and like recently um outside of like a lot of post-rock music um which is just more instrumental than anything um because my grand my grandfather who was a huge influence in my life was really into jazz but i never really connected as well right. with jazz i'm a sucker for like classical style instruments in modern music don't get me wrong so if you like you have a sick violin in rock oh yeah yeah okay i'm all for Badass. it but but I, I float more for for post rock music because I like the, the the storytelling instrument sense of it and the sounds and like I was intri- I was always intrigued by pedals and the different music and sounds and the different fuzz that they can make. Um, along with that, I've been getting into uh, a lot of um, music from like Being as an Ocean. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to them. Um, more somewhat religious based, but also very heavy, but with a big like meaning. I've done some writing in this almost on the a side. little like Demon Hunter. Yes. Okay. Kind of in the same right. range of stuff. Yes, I, I think that's a perfect example. When I when when you people talk about like <laughs> positive message music, um, and like them and like we got uh, from this area, Convictions is a really big one. Okay. Um, uh, they're really solid. Uh, a group of guys that are doing some big stuff. Um. It's that type of music that I, I've kind of floated towards as of late. And uh, a lot of people at my at my work like listen to music and they're like, oh, he's angry today. I'm like, I'm no. not. I'm really not. Listen to the words. Like, like just because it has that sound. Well, well you listen to the words and it sounds like True. to the untrained ear. True. You know. Yes. But when you really listen oh, and yeah. if you don't judge before you listen. 
you mm. can hear what they're saying. It's very hard to do. I grew them. up with it. My brother yeah. is like very he, heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. And she he, throws yeah. up the rock symbols yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> it's okay. I know, like you guys can see me, like oh. I know. <laughs> like you get it. You can but see the rock, this, right? The rock symbols up. Yes. So, grew up with a lot of, a lot of heavy metal. A lot of heavy metal. Do you think you would ever do like a heavy metal track? Or like guest star on one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I if if there was like uh a band that wanted me to sing on something like that, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And if Polyphia ever hears this, which oh, they probably won't Polyphia. let me sing a song. Oh let me be a singer. They are uh, I'd love uh, to go see them live. Well they will be here in October, I think, in Cleveland. <sighs> of course. Not. Cleveland or Columbus. One one or the other. One or the other. I am seeing a show in Cleveland in October, in the beginning of October, and then I, uh, I might be going to a uh, well, not not might I am going to a uh, two day post rock festival in Indianapolis. That'd so, be fun. Yeah, very excited for that. So you're open to to expand your horizons. Yes. Musically. Yes. And as much as you you're you're not feeling the old style of music, that's still a part of you. That's Absolutely. One hundred percent. Still a chapter in your musical and and well and physical life. Of course, yep. it's a chapter in your physical life. That's weird phrase <laughs> um but you understand like it's not just a relative s- spot it's where you were at at that point in time oh yeah it had to happen mm-hmm. had to be written yeah so what else can people be on the lookout for then i'm really hoping i've got i've got my little logo now that my that my sister mary saw that uh didn't her and her husband brian they they got that together for me she is an amazing artist so you should go check out uh Mary Williams, she's amazing. Um, that's my sister. Um, <laughs> so she did that for me, and uh, I think I think some merchandise will okay. be will be on the horizon. And um, I'm hoping to keep doing a few shows, but I really want to get like the band together. But um, but probably some shows uh, during the winter. And uh, I am writing new music. Well, that's good. So. I'm very excited because today we- you will hear a brand new one Ooh. that not recorded. Nobody's heard except I put, I performed it at the Mohawk studio the other night for the guys there. Yes. And, uh, so it, it'll be, it'll be like a kind of a glimpse mm. into, into the newness. I can hear Travis chomping at the bit <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> uh, so I'm very excited because I love, I love interviewing artists, uh, like you that are just about to break out and do more to be on as as you know kind of the working pun for the name of the podcast on everybody's radar oh yeah uh for which is which is great where would you like to take summer music to like where are some of your short-term and long-term goals with your music you know what honestly um i would love do you know who trevor hall is i know uh, again i know that name that sounds familiar but i don't i don't know personally a wonderful artist and he's kind of one of those guys that um he's just got that really strong fan base but he's not like uh drake or miley cyrus or these big huge people he just kind of he just kind of floats and and is right there and i wouldn't mind just kind of I'm, I'm not trying to be like a taylor swift i i have i have more in mind of what i want to do with my music and after my music, like I, my music's kind of like my base. Okay. So 
I, I, I'm going to sound like a, no, like a crazy can. lady, but uh, I kind of have this dream that, you know, I can, I can write music for other people because I'm more of like the songwriter than I am anything else. Um, one, a song that I put out at the end of 2016, which I, which I took off. I kind of, I hit it. Um, but it was kind of talking about riding my way, my way out of this town. I've always told people, uh, my writing is, I think what's going to, you know, take me out of here. Um, and not anything else. I think my writing's my main thing. Um, so I'd really like to, to kind of have that fan base, do my shows, um, keep things kind of simple, but I'd really like to write for, for bigger artists and do, and do more things like that. I kind of had this dream of having like a greenhouse um, and and taking like the funds that I make from my music and putting it into like a greenhouse so I can like grow like fresh vegetables with no pesticides on them and sell them like to my community and like the stores around. So I have this like big like garden dream. <laughs> I know it's completely no, opposite no. of the music, but I love that. I absolutely love that. I think that's that's good because there's not. Um, uh, same guy that I was talking to before, um, because when we were talking about kind of the slight accent in your, in your voice, his name is Fish mm-hmm. Fisher. He does a lot of songwriting himself. He writes for a lot of other like folk and Indian country artists right. and he's a tremendous guy. And, and hopefully we'll get him for an episode for this, uh, towards the end of the year. I'm hoping, I don't know. I love that guy. He's very busy with a lot of stuff though. Cause he travels a lot from here down to the South does a lot of shows in there, a lot of songwriting, everything comes back up. He, awesome. hel- he helps with the store and whatnot up here. So man, man's very busy, but it, it reminds me a little bit of that, that, that path of performing and also writing to help other artists as well. Oh, yeah. Cause there's always those types of people to help raise the other artists and raise music in general. Um, Cause a lot of people could argue, and we've, we've had discussions on this in the past um, about, where the music industry is going to or how certain genres work. And some could argue the music industry is falling backwards. I just think it's so watered down. People will... Artists become a trend. Not an art... Like, it's not, like, music. It's a trend. So Mm. I just feel like a lot of it's just... You've got these people that are there and you're like, why? What is it about these artists that people see? But I just think it's a lot of sheep. They just don't know what to listen to. Somebody makes it sound like it's like it. And then they, and Give then they us hop an on example. board. Let's 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 start, mean, let's let's call some people out. Let's I mean, let's call some bullshit out. Let's I'm go. not gonna lie. Has anybody seen the oh, I don't want Do it. No, do it, please. It's like little pump. And Yachty and Young Thug, all these. So these mumble rappers. It's like all you guys do is, where's the fucking talent? Where's the substance? Where are the lyrics? Where's the true, like, artistry? I can, there are artists that I don't like, but I can respect. Like? Um, well, let's, let's say, for example, Mac Miller. Not my, not. Not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Definitely think he is extraordinarily talented amazing respect him as an artist little pump can't really respect him as an artist he these i feel like it's just a lot of people that are just short term not gonna last flash in the pan yes just that's it water in the pan you know it's just gonna they're gonna evaporate and it's they're not gonna last and it's just really really frustrating because you listen to that music and i'm like does is anybody else hearing what i'm hearing but i think a lot of people they just don't know 
they just they they don't know how to think for themselves and and everything becomes a trend and then they hop on the trend and then that music blows up and but I still think there's like good artists that get there like Billie Eilish I'm really I'm really hip to her right now I think she's incredible and then you know she's somebody that kind of gets with these rappers and people like that and I'm like you are so good what do you hear when you're listening to these people <laughs> but I I don't know I, I I can't really judge you know everybody has their own opinion but that's just mine I just think it's so watered down I think there's so much music going on and a lot of the good stuff gets overlooked I mean like th- I there's who yeah. do you who do you see then that that is on your perspective radar that you want to see more of or hear more from whether it's an artist or, or a genre itself or whatever there is um an artist i'm pretty sure she's out of columbus her name is effie and i think she is sounds familiar amazing she's so cute she's so i love her music i love her lyrics very simple very bubbly and poppy like she calls it like sad pop or something like that but I think I think she's great I love I love pop music you know don't get me wrong um I just don't really want to make it as much anymore but people like her um you know even like Slaz the the guy that I make a lot of music with I think you know he deserves more attention like just the people that really are putting in the emotion and like the passion into the music I just you, you hear it, but you don't really see it out there that much. I mean, you got Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fighting, and that's like the big woo thing going on. I, I don't see the appeal of either one of them. Me either. I mean, I can I, respect I, Nicki Minaj for the, the rapper that she started out as and then has oh, become kind of like the more I, pop artist. It just I feel like it just becomes a show. It all becomes a show, and then I can't really see people like that as authentic. mm a lot of it, I think, is for the media. A lot of it is to distract. I don't know. I'm like a I'm conspiracy like theorist. Not to the extreme. Not to like the the wearing a foil hat. Yeah. Like yeah, but lizards the, are taking over the, yes. the government. What's that? What's that? Sh- uh, al- the alien movie with the you said the foil hat. Oh fuck! I don't know. There's always a trope movie? in movies with the foil hat when anybody's crazy. Got to put the foil hat on. Right. But you know, I'm not the one that's thinking like the the government's coming for me or anything. I think they're pretty much coming for everybody but uh with so much with so much music out there then um and as we spoke about stuff like about spotify and apple music and things like that then how do you get recognized how do you break from the norm how do you not become one of the trend set uh tr- trends and become a trailblazer a trendsetter someone that that can that can see through all the bullshit i don't think you can force it don't force anything to happen. I mean, you just like me, I could sponsor my stuff all day long on Instagram. I could sponsor my stuff on Facebook all day long. But for me, um, no and nothing against those artists that do that. I've I've come across some really cool artists that have sponsored themselves. But I guess for me, it's tough. It's I tough. really just want to be super authentic and find me. If you want to find me, find me. If you don't, you don't. I guess um, I'm a minimalist. It doesn't take me a lot to get to be happy. Um, I don't really care about money that much. So it's not like uh, I'm trying to make millions and and be super popular and, and my face be everywhere. I'm just trying to make music for people that want to connect with something and that just want to listen to a good song. And, and if they choose to support and, and be there, then they're there. And and I think that's, uh, I think I hope that's what, 
that's what happens. I feel a cold
I think an ex- great example of what you mentioned before uh, was that uh, video you posted of that gentleman working at a carnival, um, at one of the oh. food food carnivals that listens to your music uh, while Chris. while he's doing doing kidney dialysis. I was like speechless because I'm gonna I'm gonna cry, but it's don't just, start crying because I'm gonna start crying because I'm a I'm sad. A crier. No, right. I'm a crier. Um, I just that kind of stuff I never expect. I put my music out there and I don't even realize how vulnerable I am when I put it out there because I feel like I've just been making music and writing it for so long. I feel like it's just a part of me. So here it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you do, then listen to it. But uh, for something like that to happen, that really puts into perspective. I'm not making my music for the dollar sign. I'm not making my music for the followers. I'm making music for people like him that's sitting in kidney dialysis and is feeling like he cannot go on and he listens to my song and it just makes him feel, I mean, it carries him through the dialysis and through the day. I don't need anything more than that. That is amazing. And that man is amazing. And I hope he gets through everything. He's, I hope so too. And I'm, I'm in contact with him on Facebook and, and I would love, uh, he lives, he lives quite a ways away. He lives about two hours from me, but I would love to get over there someday and meet him and just have a conversation with him because he's me. We're all the same. He's just going through a different, different journey. So I'd love to meet him and hug him. I think he's, I think he's absolutely wonderful. That's beautiful. So. All right. So new music, yes. band is forming, all of that, all of that fun jazz. It's coming. What, 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 what do you, do you got? A date we can uh, wait for? Anything uh, in something you can announce yet? Anything okay. Or well. Just- I will say I've had this song. Um, I've had this song. I've been sitting on it for a while. It's all done. It's ready to go. Jordan produced it, and it's it's amazing. And it's it's his and I. It's our favorite. Um, so look for that toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I will be releasing probably one song before the year is over, and then I'll be uh, I'll be getting some stuff together. It'll be a surprise. Release it on New Year's Eve, so on the New Year's Day, people can start off the new year with new music. There you go. Oh, I like that. Mm. See, I like, like I said, that. Like I said, I'm an ideal man. I'm not necessarily sometimes good at executing things, but I'm a very good ideal man if I do say so See, myself. See, and that's, so. I need people around because that's the thing. It's like me and Slaz and Willard, and I don't really have anybody else like close around. So when I go to the Mohawk studio and when I'm like here or when I'm in Cleveland with my friend Greg, it's like, I love music and this is what I want to do all the time. I just need more people to help me. Because I've been writing music by myself for so long. It's like I need other people now to to songwrite with and do all that good stuff. Well, I'm very glad we could connect. And I'm, I, I'm glad that ho- awesome. and, and I hope uh, for the best for you and, you and your life. And hopefully music takes you to that greenhouse that you, you want. I do. hope so. I just want to help. You. I just really want life to life to be good for the people in my community. And and I'd like to bring something over that way because. Willard will forever be as much as people hate it. That's going to forever be a special place. And, and if I can kind of improve it a little bit in some way, sometime, someday, I would love to. That's why I feel about Toledo. I consider more Toledo my home than Akron. So that's, this is where I became myself. This is where I became uh, a husband, uh, uh, a stepfather, a step-grandfather. Like this is where I, I am. So like, this is, this is my home. This This is, is you know, Ohio is my home. Midwest is my home. I love Ohio. 
And we get a bad rap. The the bipolar weather, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I mean, look at those Ohio sunsets. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I if we want to get in touch with Varee, how do we do so? You can find me on Twitter, um, Varee Music, V-A-R-I-E Music. Um, I am on Instagram. Just uh, slip an H in between Varee and Music. Um, I'm on Facebook as Varee Hannah. You can find me on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, all major platforms. If you search Varee, you will find me some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. She will be there. I'll be there. Get in touch with Travis Guyman in the Bigfoot Studios, 419-699-8248. Of course, also on your social media. Follow this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc., etc., etc. Links at our social media, Facebook and Twitter, On The Radar PC, Instagram, On The Radar Podcast. And of course, shout out to our friends at Stupid Rad Merch Company. Uh, details at the end of this episode of how you can support this podcast and save yourself 20% on some rad gear. Varee, anything else you want to add? Thank you so much for having me here. Not I enjoy a, I enjoy talking. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you for talking with us. For Varee, I am Peapod. You are you. Don't fight it, feel it, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for another great episode of the On the Radar podcast. Quick shout out to our friends over at Stupid Rad, stupidradmerch.com. Now, Stupid Rad Merch Company is your one stop shop for all of your punk rock shirts and accessories. Not only are they the official web store for merch for the bands The Bomb Pops, The Gusto, Boss's Daughter, Smoking Popes, but they also have a great line of their own style of shirts, enamel pins, accessories, and so much more. I love all their stuff and I love working and supporting with Stupid Rad Merch Company. Go check out some of their clothing now at stupidradmerch.com and if you buy any of their line of accessories, clothes, enamel pins, what have you, use the password RADAR at checkout R-A-D-A-R and you get 20% off your purchase and that 20% off will come to us here at On The Radar Podcast and help support us in all of our doings. Get rad with Stupid Rad Merch Company and be rad with the On The Radar podcast.